Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Brewville at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you're looking to drive your dream car today, you need to go to Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and in Parker. You're not working with some big dealership that's selling volume. It's a one-on-one experience. It's an intimate buying experience because you know what? Everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience, don't you think? So whether it's foreign, domestic, or luxury ride, they got the inventory, unlike the big boys. They also consign cars as well, which is super cool. They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options as they work with 20 different lenders. Go for a test drive today or find them at rmeurosport.com. In the meantime, uh, Baker Mayfield just said something very interesting. Yeah. If there was any doubt whether he's going to hold out, I don't think there's any doubt anymore when he said, I am nobody's plan B. (sighs) Is that awesome? Wow. You messed with the wrong cowboy, Cleveland Browns. This guy, when he gets his feelings hurt, he is emotional and he is not letting go. Yes, that that we know that he doesn't he does not let go of a grudge. Nope. And and he felt he was Plan B. He was not aware. He just put the Browns on his en- on his enemies list. He did. He found out through somebody else when they read it on social media that the Browns were going after Deshaun Watson, and they didn't even get Deshaun Watson. The Browns are the Browns. They just are. How sad. Time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. All right, DJ Jones introduced to the media today as a brand new contract, three years, $30 million. Now, there is a report from Peter Schrager on the NFL Network earlier this week that Jones was offered more money to play elsewhere, but he decided to come to Denver. Why? Russell Wilson. So, DJ was asked at the press conference today, did he get more money from other teams? I wouldn't say there was more money on the table. Uh, it would go all the way into the money or anything, but um, I'll let y'all write the stories. Um, but but uh, Russell Wilson uh, was a big part of the reason I came here. Like I said, playing against him for five years, um, just chasing him around, making a few plays on him, man. But um, he did more than I did against him. So um, I know what he's capable of, and I'm excited that he's my quarterback. And Russell Wilson is just as excited, I think, based yesterday on what he said about DJ Jones to have Jones on the roster. Right. A lot of respect for him from him for DJ Jones. Right. For his ability to wreak havoc on the interior. Right. Does Randy Gregory come here if Russell Wilson's not on the roster? I think that might be uh, a fair question tomorrow when he meets the media. Right? Yeah. We know DJ Jones came here. Because of Russell Wilson, we also know DeMarcus Ware and, and T.J. Ward and Darian Stewart and Joel Dreesen and Jacob Tammy and Brandon Stokely came here. And Wes Welker came here because of Peyton Manning. That's the type of pull this guy has. 
And as I said at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock, Von Miller's playing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a long way to go, but he doesn't have skins on the wall. Von Miller wanted full rate. And I understand there's a difference between DJ Jones and Von Miller. But Von wasn't willing to take a discount. DJ Jones is. Yeah. And we'll Maybe see, we'll see about discount. Gregory. Yeah. Maybe a slight discount, but a discount. Now, he's happy with the deal he got. That's life-changing money, that $20 million guaranteed. And he spoke during the press conference and after the press conference about taking care of his family and what that meant for him. He has family right there in the front row. He's about to become a father for the first time. But right. uh, make no mistake, he wanted the be- he wanted the- he wanted a situation that was lucrative, but also gave him a chance to win. In the I mean- can't say he wouldn't have gotten else, maybe some other spots. In the meantime, could the Broncos grab another free agent if he's willing to take a discount? I don't know if he is. Jeff Schwartz, uh, NFL analyst, mm-hmm. says I'm hearing the Bengals and Broncos are possible landing spots for offensive tackle Al Collins. There are now. Other reports that are out that he is going to be meeting with the Bengals. I had a conversation, or I had some communication, I should say, with somebody who's close to Lael Collins and has intimate knowledge of what Lael Collins is going to do or what is planning. What he said to me was there are multiple teams that are involved for the services of Collins. The Bengals have more cap room than the Broncos do. I don't think Collins is going to take a discount to come here because you know what? He has a chance to go to a team that just went to the Super Bowl and they have Joe Burrow. Right, and it's funny to say this because of what the Bengals historically are, Um, but he may look at that situation as a better chance to win. Things that we never would have said maybe just 12 months ago, but that's what having a great quarterback who's young is allows you to do. And the bang and given that the Bengals, the reason why the Bengals don't have a Lombardi trophy in their lobby right now was that the offensive line, the blocking wasn't good enough. You think that's why they lost? I think that was the biggest reason why they lost. Yes. Okay. Where would you go if you were Collins Bengals or Broncos? It's tough. Now, the one thing, Joe Burrow, you know, is going to try to play the LSU card. They weren't teammates, but they're both LSU products. Right. And I imagine he may try to say, hey, you know what? We buy you Bengals. Let's stick together and let's win this thing. There's another guy on the team that's pretty good, too, that went to LSU. Exactly. And he may he may be texting. He may be in, in that same. There, there may be a group chat right now between Collins, Chase, and Burrow. Right. And But you know that they're... They're going. They they are probably at least as important in the sales pitch as Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin, who runs the day to day football operations out there in Cincinnati. The Bengals made another move to bolster their offensive line already, didn't they? Yeah. So they've been very they've been very active on the offensive line so far. So, so they know they knew going in, and probably they're not done because I would expect them to go O line at pick thirty one. Right. They. Basically, this year they picked Jamar Chase and they took a calculated risk. And by getting as far as it worked out, yeah, it worked out. They got into the Super Bowl, but you could even see in the in the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs. You know, they were getting a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow. We saw it in the Titans playoff game. They got a ton of pressure from that front four on Joe Burrow. And then in the Super Bowl, Von Miller was feasting against that off that offensive line. 
they understand that really there's one thing they need to do to, in their minds, get over the top. You know, and oh, the, by the way, they don't have to face Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson when they look around the AFC North. It's a good division, but it's not the AFC West. Collins is not going to take a discount to come here. Okay. I don't believe he will. And the Bengals should, and I don't think the bang, and the, I don't think the Bengals are going to give him a discount either. But you know what could be the biggest draw for him to come here? What? Take a guess. If you had to guess, Russell Wilson. Nope. What? Gregory. Mm. If they are friends, yeah, and they went up against each other in practice, you know, with Gregory is on the field, right? If they are tight, that could be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. That could be a big difference maker. Coming up after the break. I am absolutely bewildered at Rockies fans ripping Dick Monford and Bill Schmidt for signing Chris Bryant to a seven-year, $182 million deal. I am floored because I, all I did was read that last night. So thought, let's bring Jeff Houston on the show. He's got some insight into this deal and the Rockies and why they needed him so badly. Huey's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. You know, it's funny. Every time I hear this song, I, I can't get this image out of my mind. Uh, Jeff Hewson sliding on a hardwood floor in his tidy whiteies, just dancing his heart out. Welcome back to the show, Goodman Mason. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. What's up, Huey? <laughs> Not much. I was just laughing at that comment before uh, yeah. we came on the air. Right. That was a good one. Right. No laughing matter with what the Rockies did. Dick Monfort shelled out some cash, seven years, $182 million to Chris Bryant. Uh, is there any way to overstate how important this move is, knowing they really don't have a lot of power in the lineup now that Trevor Story is likely gone? Uh, no, not really, because I was over at the ballpark yesterday. Uh, it was right around noon, probably about three, four hours before the news broke, Brian. And that was the that was the hundred eighty two million dollar question over there. It was like, okay, you know, are the Rockies going to get him? Or are they not? I don't know. I hope so. Is it just being used as leverage? Um, and then when the news broke, and then over there uh, this morning, just the, the the buzz around the park was was pretty cool, and it's something that uh, you know it, it, it's. I don't want to overstate how important it was because I know the guys felt it, and uh, when you sign somebody like that for that much money, and Chris Bryant obviously is a heck of a player, it, it did make a big splash. So where does he project in in the, not only kind of in the lineup but also on the field because he has certainly extreme positional versatility. 
Well, and I think that's one thing that helps. Um, I, I think he slides a little bit more, though, into the outfield now um, with with where he is. I know Bud said, you know, he's going to play a lot of uh, uh, left field. He can play some right field with Charlie's DH and um, can maybe slide in at third base if Mac needs a day off, Brendan Rodgers. That, but I think it's going to be more – outfield because that's where they really lacked last year was any power outfield wise and so to be able to slide him out there I think is going to help I think you can put him anywhere in the lineup you can hit him second third fourth because he could do so many things I look for him to hit maybe 40 plus doubles this year and I know his career high in triples is five but I'm thinking maybe double digits because he could still run even though he's 30 he could still run and and that's something that's going to really help in the gaps of course. Okay, let's just say that Brian spends most of his time in the outfield. He doesn't have the same wheels that he used to. Charlie Blackman, um, I mean, he he blew a tire a while back when it comes to his wheels, although he's still a terrific guy, great beard, and a productive player. With that outfield being as big as it is defensively, is that a smart move? Well, you know, with Charlie, I think he's going to do a lot more DHing this year with yeah. the with – that coming into the Good National point. League, but that's but that's where you have to have the speed in center field. Whether it's a Garrett Hampson or a Sam Hilliard, you have to have guys that can go left center field to right center field because you need it. And then if you slide, uh, you know, um, uh, Brian over to right field, give Charlie a day off. I'm not sure who plays in left. Uh, you know, Connor Joe. Uh, Top, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Top. Top's not in camp yet, and it's through no fault of his own. It's just, it, you know, it's he can't get his visa just yet. So, you know, when is when does he show up? But he's done so much in left field. So, I I, I understand what you're saying, but I think you have the speed in center field to maybe um, close those gaps just a little bit. How much better is this, does Chris Bryant make this team? Wow. Um, from where it was the last couple of years, I think a lot because he brings that presence in a lineup that you need. Um, he brings that, um, hey, I've been here, I've been there, I, I kind of understand different organizations. Won so a World brings, Series. Yes, exactly. He's a winner. That's what I mean. So he, he brings that special element that you have to have on every ball club. And I, I don't know how many texts I've received in the last 24 hours since this all happened and said, Huey, you know, this guy's a great dude, a great teammate, and all that. So that can only help, too. I have seen a lot on Twitter, and we are talking to Jeff Houston. You can catch him on AT&T Sportsnet calling games with uh, Drew Goodman. I say this about Drew all the time. Um, he's better looking, but I'm taller than he is. And then, of course, <laughs> Ryan Spielborgs and uh, Corey Sullivan. Uh, but I digress. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, cynical Rockies fans, saying, well, you had seven years, $182 million to spend on Chris Bryant. Why aren't you giving that money to Trevor Story? And how come you weren't willing to give that money to Nolan Arenado? How do you answer that? Well, I, I, I get it from a fan's perspective because, first and foremost, I'm a fan of the game. I miss watching those guys play each and every night because they would do something spectacular. Uh, I think there are two different things, though. I think with, with Nolan, something happened in that off season where he wasn't happy and I'm not sure he could have been happy. And so I think it became a case where they had to try to try to trade him because it just wasn't going to work for whatever reason. I don't know. I I haven't asked Nolan about it. 
And for him, it was, I think you had to. I, and, but I get what people are saying, that you had this guy already. But I just think the um, there was some toxicity there. And I'm just not sure that that would have been able to be overcome with Nola. I think Trevor's a different story, though, because Trevor... Um, has been, it was offered a contract. Now, I don't know how much it was. I'm hearing it was over, well over $100 million, and he turned it down. As a player, you only sometimes in life get one shot at free agency. And I think for Trevor, that was what he was looking for is, hey, this might be my opportunity. Now, did it happen when there was a CBA and a lockout and other guys signed up for $300 million? Now he's sitting on the outside looking in, whether he has regrets about that or not. I don't know because I haven't talked to Trevor about that either. But I think they're two different situations. But I understand where fans are coming from. But I think they have to look at this as, wow, okay, Chris Bryant wanted to come here. He got the money that he wanted. He got the years that he wanted. Hey, let's embrace him and let's look at this as a positive. You mentioned Trevor's story, so I just want to talk about uh, Jose Iglesias a little bit. Of course, the Brockies signed him last week. He's a great singer. (laughs) Wrong Iglesias. (laughs) Is he going to do the national anthem, too? I, I don't know. I haven't heard him sing yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, like, what should Rockies fans expect from Iglesias this year? A, a solid defender. I mean, like a plus-plus defender at shortstop. And that's the one thing that's always been his calling card. And that's one area that I, I'm, I'm happy they address because – if you're looking at this ball club, I think Brendan Rodgers made huge strides at second base, and he's very comfortable, and his hit came around. Leave him there, and you go out and sign somebody like Iglesias. You know, last year when he had nine home runs, he probably will hit 12 to 15 playing in Colorado, but he's not a big power guy, but he does all the little things, and he catches the ball. And, and, and to me, that's what you need for this team, somebody that when there's outs to be made, He'll make those outs at shortstop, and, and you have Mac at third and B-Rod at, at first. I think it, it just really helps kind of have a glue guy and somebody that's been around, too, a guy that's been with several organizations. So, again, nothing really is going to overwhelm him. Okay, so you have uh, spent some time down in Scottsdale at spring training. Uh, you can't say this, so I will say this, and I'm not suggesting I'm speaking for you because I am not. But uh, Jeff Breidich walking into the Rockies locker room, I'm guessing, is as welcome as a fly at a barbecue. Now that he is gone, is there a different vibe and a feel? Because he wasn't well-liked. Is there a different vibe and a feel with Bill Schmidt? Yeah, I I will say that. And I know, Billy, uh, when he was hired, there were some people going, oh, man, somebody still. Billy's a wonderful guy, wonderful guy. baseball guy and he's been with the organization a long time but he's got a different personality yep and and i think that's what they kind of needed somebody else to be able to look at it from a different prism and be able to look at it from hey i've been in scouting so i've seen it from uh, you know what's happening from above kind of but now that he's running the show, just uh, just watching him walk around on the field and, and, and yesterday when I saw him kind of interacting with different players, it, it was just different. And I don't know what that means. I don't know. Yeah, I hope it, it means great things for everybody. But I just know that there is a different feel for sure when he walks out onto the field than, than maybe before. 
Uh, I don't want to point out this person by name, but there was a column written today, and I'm not going to name the person's name, but the column basically said uh, the money that they gave to Bryant, they should have given to Story. I'm not asking you to say it. I'll say it. Trevor Story did not want to come back to the Rockies organization. And then he started railing on the analytics department as well. It is, and I understand the analytics department over the last couple of years was, for lack of a better phrase, thin. It is my understanding, and I'm, and I'm guessing you know what's going on there. It is my understanding, and this is how it was put to me by somebody close to the organization. Bill Schmidt has made some home run hires with his analytics department. Well, and that's the, that's the key. And, and I think sometimes with analytics, too, is you want to go, okay, hey, we need 15 guys to run this department. I, I'm not sure that's the case because if you have three or four guys that can do it and, and be the guy and give you the right information, I think that's the bottom line. Is sometimes we talk about analytics in this abstract way, but what does that mean to me as a player? How, how can I – disseminate all that information when I'm going to the plate or I'm going to go out and throw that night. So I think that's that's really the key in all of this. You can have all the information you want, but how do I use it? And I think that's where Bill is kind of like, okay, I'll pick this guy and I'll pick this guy and I'll look at it from this way and we'll slowly ramp this up because you can't go from zero to 60. And I think that's, you know, because they, they had a really razor-thin analytics department. Now they're starting to build it back up, and I think that's one area that Bill's going to kind of take his time in doing it, but make sure he does it the right way. Now you mentioned Bill Schmidt kind of taking his time just there, but uh, beyond kind of the analytics, uh, how has he kind of already started to kind of change the culture in the building? Well, I think more than anything, it's asking for, you know, having surrounding himself with other people, people that will, you know, one can say, yes, I like this or no, it's not my way or the highway type of thing. And I think for Bill, he's, he's brought some of these guys on that he's known down in the scouting department, but also guys that, that, that aren't afraid to say, Hey, let's, let's look at it this way. And, you know, when you have somebody in charge, you, you have to be, you have to surround your with people like that too because yes men or or people that disagree with everything say that's not good for anybody you got to have some healthy conversation and i think that's where bill is really trying to do things his way but also the right way uh jeff i don't know if our, our listeners know this you had a long playing career uh but they certainly probably don't know that i covered you when you played for the cubs in 2000, I don't believe there were analytics really back then, but what would the Cubs analytics department, what would they have said about you? <laughs> um, not much power. Um, <laughs> and yeah. he, can, he can bunt, he can hit and run, right. he can play any position, right. and he's got a good glove. And at that time in 2000, probably has lost his step. Well, I got to tell you something. I don't need to be an analytics guy to know that with eight home runs, eight more than me, by the way, eight more than me, by the way, that you did not have a lot of power. But you were an ace utility guy for sure. Yes, you were yes. a guy. You you were essentially what Chris Bryant was or is today, minus the money and the power and the height. Well, yeah, it, and that, the ring, that's true, and that's the ring. True. <laughs> Other than that, you guys have a lot in common. We're, we're, we're very similar. Yes. <laughs> Huey, thanks for your time. Enjoy the sun in Scottsdale.
All right. Good talking to you guys. Talk yeah, to you pal. later. All right. Late. All right. Coming up after the break, could we finally solve the riddle of overtime in the NFL? One team has made a proposal that I think might get a few nibbles on the line. That's it. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar and Lake, where they really have it all for everybody. Uh, every seat, great seat to watch games. They have every package you can imagine. Love to shoot pool. They got a pool hall with 15 tables, live music, no cover every Friday and Saturday, and a happy hour that I have never seen before, and I have lived all over the country. Every day, two for one, wind well and drafts from three until seven o'clock. Again, two for one on wind well and drafts from three until seven. Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar, they have something for everyone. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Did that just go on the air? Yes, it's it's okay for us to communicate things after the show, too. No, I want to communicate right now. Right now. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. We just did what's trending so let's talk about something that is trending that could be rules changes and how many times have we talked about they got to fix the overtime rule Mm -hmm. right okay so now the tennessee titans have proposed this change each team will get the ball unless a team that scores first a touchdown okay but then they have to get a two-point conversion is that kind of a happy medium it's lame yeah It, it doesn't solve the problem of having only half of each team potentially decide a game. Like, for example, that Chiefs-Bills game when it, back in January when the Chiefs win the coin toss, drive down, score, game over in the divisional round. And everyone's like, oh, well, the you know the, the Bills should have stopped them. Is your, are you okay? I'm fine. Oh, uh, because your voice changed. Yeah. Well, that, I'm just imitating the people. Oh, the Bills should have stopped them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Kansas City's defense that game was just as wretched as Buffalo's. Yeah. And they got off the hook. Why why should that happen? Why why should the Chiefs defense, which was really struggling, get saved just because of a coin flip? Why do you think all of these owners who are certainly smart businessmen, I mean, they own multi-billion dollar teams. Why do you think they're so reticent? to change this rule in which if you score a touchdown, the game isn't over. There is a strain of thought 
among some higher-ups in the NFL that they like the nature of sudden death because a fan can't get up and leave. Like, that play, once overtime starts, that play could be the play that decides the game. I, that's that's something I know a couple of people uh, who have worked in the league have alluded to, and I th- I think that is a it's a very old school way of thinking, but that's one of the that's one of the reasons why they persist with it. It's the notion of oh oh you can't leave your seat right because the game could end right now or it could end on the next play. You know what I thought it was? What? The more you play, the more there's a chance for an injury. I think that's a, that is also a consideration as well. But if it were really a consideration, there would not be overtime in the regular season. If they were that concerned about player health, you just call it a tie after sixty minutes. Well, here, if a team scores a touchdown, then the other team has to score a touchdown. Are you going to be leaving your seat? No, no, no. And the other team has to score a touchdown, right? That's simple. Problem solved. Now, you don't want these guys to have to play an extra period. I understand that. I understand that. But the way I believe it should work is this, where no no one has to worry about leaving your seat. So one team scores a touchdown, the other team scores a touchdown. If they don't, game over. If they do, the game continues. If the other team scores, then you have to at least match that. But then if teams don't score, then you will be playing off that clock. Right. Yeah. Or another way is just this is a thought I had. What if they just took the clock out of it and said, "All right, each team's going to get the football once, one possession." Ooh. And then after that, you went to the college style tiebreaker. Well, then you're still playing a lot more football at the 25 yard line. Well, we got breaking news, Danny. We have breaking news. You guys asked me to keep an eye out for Deshaun Watson. It is not involving Deshaun Watson. Oh. It is, however, involving Devontae Adams. Ooh. Per Adam Schefter oh and Ian Rappaport. Packers are trading Pro Bowl wide receiver Devontae oh. Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. That is so awesome. AFC that best, awesome. baby. Wow. How's little Aaron Pooh feeling now? But they did get Randall Cobb back $5 million less than they thought. Wow. I wonder if they consulted Aaron about that. Man, and that's the one place he would want to go. If he wasn't going to be with wow. Aaron Rodgers, he was going to be with his very good friend wow. from Fresno State. He goes back a decade with him, Derek Carr. Wow. And the AFC, oh my gosh, the AFC West is... Wow. I don't know another word to use other this is than a th- wow. This is a thunderbolt. In a, and it's it's funny because of the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, but man, this top to bottom, and I, that's why I say it advisedly, top to bottom, because remember even the, in the NFC East, Halcyon days, the Cardinals weren't great. Top to bottom, the AFC West right now is the best division I've ever seen. We need to talk more about this in the next segment. Is that okay, Danny? Yeah, it's your show. Holy crap. Wow. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, we can get into it more on the other side for sure. We had a conversation earlier in the show. Why does everybody want to keep going to the AFC West? Wow. And poor Aaron Rodgers. If he wasn't so greedy, maybe he could have had Devontae Adams back. We'll talk about that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. So let's look at the AFC West. The Broncos get Russell Wilson, Randy Gregory, DJ Jones. Wilson, obviously the big prize in there. Gregory, if he can stay out of trouble, is a player. DJ Jones, great run stuffer. Raiders get Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Chargers get Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, and Sebastian Joseph Day, who is an excellent run stuffer as well. And the Chiefs have done nothing. This, I think you said it best, this is a thunderbolt move. He is arguably the best wide receiver in football, Devontae Adams. And we can get into the Packer side of this in a second, but this is just, this is an earthquake. Remember what we said earlier in the show about Chandler Jones? Yep. Did he really go to a spot that gave him a, that was a legit contender? Given, well, maybe well, he was told in the negotiations. I think he, I'm sure they told him this was possible. Yeah. The, because that, that is a team going for it. Okay. Every, everybody in the AFC West right now is going for it. The, the, the AFC West should just start their own network. Like, <laughs> like the, the SEC. Like, like the SEC. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's how good this is. Here, let's just for fun. Let's talk about matchups. Fine. You put Pat Sertan on Devontae Adams. Who are you slapping on Darren Waller? And Hunter Renfro. Yeah. You bet. By the way, the low key need, you better figure out slot corner. Right. You know who's a you know, oh, slot corner. For the Broncos. Maybe bring back Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. You, you, bet, you may want to pick up that phone. Wow. This is... I, I I mean, every game, every divisional game is going to be must-see TV. But think about this. They might as well just put every divisional game on, on national television. Think about this for a second. The Chiefs have done nothing. You, 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 know, you know how you dethrone Patrick Mahomes? You have a one-week stretch like this. And you have defenses that are finding ways to generate a pass rush without blitzing. Right. And I mean, the Broncos probably are, ta- are. No, they're not probably. The Broncos have the biggest roll of the dice here because the Chargers have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Right. The Raiders have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Right. 
Proven, 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 proven. The Broncos have Bradley Chubb with an injury history and Randy Gregory, who was among the league's pressure leaders last year, but as we've talked about, has the substance abuse issues in that have not come up in the last couple of years, but he'll always be dealing with them. George Payton does not strike me as the type of guy who panics. He is methodical in the way he thinks, and he likes to do his homework. But I'm wondering, if he looks at this move today, and it's, you know, it's like a nuclear arms race. You got a few more nukes, we got to get a few more nukes. I'm wondering if he looks at Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, who just signed new deals, and says, why don't we restructure so we can bring in Lael Collins? Oh, yeah. Because you know what? As much as I like Calvin Johnson and the way he does the Rubik's Cube, um, you need a stud at tackle because those are four of your games per year. Yeah. And Russell Wilson is mobile. But no matter how well he throws the deep ball, if he doesn't have time, that could be a problem. A big problem. And he, as terrific a passer as he is, He'll age well because he is a tremendous pocket passer when he has to be. Right. But the mobility is the thing that will decline. Now, he reads defenses wonderfully, The arm, and that only continues to get better. The arm it will continue to be a plus for him. But he's going to lose the ability to discombobulate a defense with his legs gradually over time. So you're going to have to so you and also he's taken a lot of hits in Seattle. You need to protect him. Let's flip this around because we spent over a year talking about Aaron Rodgers. Brian Gutenkiss, their GM, just spent $150 million on a Maserati and he has slapped on four bike tires. Mm-hmm. That's what he's done. Yeah. Devontae Adams is not only arguably the best wide receiver in football. But I don't know if people realize this in Denver. But everybody in Green Bay knows this. One of the biggest criticisms of Aaron Rodgers is this. He depends on Devontae Adams too much mm-hmm. in big moments. Now, it's understandable why you want to throw the ball to him. But he depends on him way too much in big games and in clutch moments. They don't have a number one. And honestly, they don't even really have a number two. Yeah. And as I've said before, one reason why Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls is because he never had to be a top 10 paid guy on his team. Less greedy than Aaron Rodgers. What is Rodgers thinking now? Now, granted, I'm sure he was part of this decision. Mm -hmm. But if his... If his legacy is about winning Super Bowls and Tom Brady has just come back into the division or into the into the NFC and Allen Robinson just signed with the Rams. How's that looking in Green Bay with unless Aaron Rodgers can throw and catch at the same time? I'll tell you what they might do. They might go after Julio Jones. Julio Jones doesn't look like the same player. Yeah. And maybe that's what they're thinking. I, I don't think they would make this without having some kind of contingency plan. But you are going to bring in somebody in all likelihood who would be starting from zero with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams and Rodgers 
part of he did lean on him, but part of the reason why they were so good is because they had worked together for so long. Now that being said, I don't think it's going to take Devontae Adams long to figure things out in Las Vegas because he and Carr have a relationship too. Getting back to getting back to the Broncos, what's your priority? You have Darby, you have Sertan. Injuries happen, by the way, in the NFL. In case you haven't heard, maybe they want to bring back Bryce Callahan. Okay, maybe they want to bring in a Chris Harris. If you had to make a sacrifice, you can only bring in. Lael Collins, mm-hmm. okay, or you can bring in both Bryce Callahan and Chris Harris, and that's all the money you have to spend. What are you doing? Because do you want to make wow. sure that your quarterback doesn't get crushed by Crosby and Jones and then Bosa and Mack, or do you want to roll the dice that your pass rush is good enough to get to the quarterback because they're planning on playing a lot of nickel and a lot of dime. Mm-hmm. And if, right, you, if you can only spend on one position, I'm sorry, Calvin Anderson's a great guy, but we already knew he would have a problem with Mac and Bosa. Now it's Jones and Crosby. You may have to uh, go with a few more two tight end sets than you expected. Well, they just signed a tight end. He just signed, by the way, Tomlinson. That, I mean, that, that dude, that is a, that's a hoss. That, that guy's big. And powerful, right. and he's a damn good blocker, tight end. I think, uh, I think because of that and that uh, that option, I think you're going corner. Okay, here's some interesting news. This is breaking news, if that's what you want to say. It's coming from Rob Domofsky of ESPN, who is as close to the Packers as any media member. Said per a source, the Packers were willing to pay Adams equally to what the Raiders are with this new deal, but Adams preferred to play elsewhere. Aaron Rodgers was aware of the developments with Adams as they unfolded in recent days. Well, it's funny because a few a couple of weeks ago ago, there was a breaking there was a story about Devontae Adams buying a twelve million dollar house in Las Vegas. Right. Well there you go. Sometimes you just need to follow the realtor. Alex, great job today. Danny, outstanding as well, producing all that stuff from the press conference today. This has been quite a week. Breaking news throughout every single show. Mm -hmm. What's in store for tomorrow? We'll see. Make it the best possible night you can.